0: Come on, he's in this house. Somebody lift up your hands and pray. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost in this building. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, somebody pray for a few moments in the name of Jesus. God, we give you glory. We give you praise. Somebody worship him for a moment. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. In this spiritually charged atmosphere. Hallelujah, we give you glory and honor and praise today, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God, praise God. Amen, it's so good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Somebody clap your hands and give God praise if you're thankful to be in church today. Praise God. Amen. It's such an honor to have all of our guests and visitors in the house of the Lord here today. Let's give them a good ARC welcome. Amen. Many first-time guests as well as repeat uh, guests, but we want this to be home for you. Amen. Just make yourself at home. Just get right into the Holy Ghost flow. Amen. Praise God. It's good to be back in the house of the Lord here today. My wife and I are thankful to be back in church here and back home. And uh, we got an opportunity over this last week to go and preach for three different home missionaries. Um, and it was a, it was really a great blessing to be able to go and to minister uh, to some churches that are just getting started. And I love home missions. I've got a burden for home missions and I want to see God pour out revival across the entire world. Amen. Praise God. And so thank you for allowing us to do that. But I also got a great opportunity to go back and see my family and my pastor. And, and uh, it was just a refreshing moment to be with them. And I found out from my mom. She's uh, she's she said, I don't, I don't really want to go to church yet. That's what she says. And I've been working on her, I've been working on her. But just so you know, she watches every service we have around here. And so she said, it, "She said if you're preaching, I, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be watching." I said, "All right, well I'm gonna start preaching some things tailored towards you." <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But uh, it's it's it was a good thing. I didn't really notice know that or notice that. But uh, thankful that. God's working. You know, it might be where you are sowing here, but you are reaping there. Amen? Praise God. Amen. At this time, we'd like to dismiss our Sunday school students to their uh, classrooms or back towards this back room, and the teachers as well. God bless our Sunday school. Amen. If you have your Bibles, we're going to be turning open to the book of 2 Samuel chapter 23. And verse number eleven, praise God. Second Samuel chapter twenty-three, verse eleven. Wonderful preaching that we received uh, here at ARC over the last week. Uh, Brother Salote Keifley from the Bay Area did a wonderful job preaching and ministering the word of the Lord. And then uh, again on Wednesday, Brother Diaz preached a tremendous word. Amen. It was just a right in time. Amen. Second Samuel chapter twenty-three and verse eleven, and after him was Shammah, the son of Agi, the Herarite and the Philistines were gathered together in into a troop, where there was a piece of ground, full. Everybody say full. Full, of lentils, and the people fled from the Philistines. So you got a field a ground, a piece of property that is full of lentils or full of fruit or full of blessing or full of potential. But yet you've got a field that is also full of adversaries. And the people fled from the Philistines. But Shammah, everybody say Shammah. I think that's a cool name. Shama, Amen. Shammah stood in the middle of the ground and defended it and slew the Philistines. And the Lord wrought a great victory. The Lord wrought a a great victory because Shamma stood his ground. And I want to preach and minister to every single person in this building or listening online. Stand your ground. Come on, lift up your hands and let's pray across this building. In the name of Jesus, we're going to have a move of the Holy Ghost that's already been started well before this day even started, before this service even started. And I believe that God is going to minister grace to each and every one of the hearers and God is going to rot and work a great and mighty victory in your life here today. Oh, come on, somebody pray right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, in the midst of what you see, amen, as opposition, I want you to pray right now. Amen, in the midst of what might look like problems, I want you to lift up your hands and pray right now. Hallelujah, because God's about to bring forth a a great and mighty victory, but we've got to stand our ground in the name of Jesus. Somebody clap your hands and give God a shout of praise. Oh, somebody shout with a voice of triumph and victory. Hallelujah. God is victorious. God is great. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. God bless you. Turn to your neighbor and tell him, stand your ground and you may be seated. Praise God. Amen. Stand your ground. man. It feels good in the house of the Lord here today. Amen. Thankful for what we feel in the presence of God. I don't ever want to get to the place where uh, it becomes just uh, another service. Amen. I want to take every opportunity I can. If God, I, if God is like a Russian mighty wind or he's just a cool breeze, I want to experience everything God has for me. Amen. Stand your ground here today. I want to talk to us for a few moments about this. Amen. I want to hopefully encourage and minister to somebody that right where you are living, that there is, in fact, a possibility of victory. Amen. The Bible tells us that the Philistines had trespassed into Israel and started causing mayhem. You see, this is a common tactic of many of the biblical adversaries of Israel, but definitely that of the Philistines. You just have to look at the Philistines and their history, and you'll start to see some common threads and themes about them. The Bible tells us that when Israel came up out of Egypt, that many people would say that they only had a way through the Red Sea, but that is not true. They could have very well gone a different direction, and they could have gone through the way of the Philistines. But the Bible declares that God did not want them to go the way of the Philistines because they were not warriors yet. And this is a good, a good information for those that are new converts or maybe you are new uh, to your walk with God that the way that God chooses to liberate you at the very beginning is God will often take you through detours around what you will eventually face. He will take you around the Philistines and God will often open up the windows of heaven, pour out blessings that you and I don't even have room enough to receive, amen, that we can stand in the midst of opposition and we can stand in the middle of a Red Sea situation where there seemeth to be no way and God will bring forth a wind from heaven and he will part the waters. Has anybody got a testimony that God made a way where there was no way in your life? I think everybody that's even just starting their walk with God can testify to that, that God made a way where there was no way, that God opened a door, that there was no way I could have shut the door. God performed miracles I never thought possible. Somebody clap your hands and give God praise for a moment and it's interesting because i've seen this happen time and time again god will do this because he's trying to present to them a principle that your your savior is not yourself i am your savior amen god wants this people to know that it is not you, your abilities that are your savior your ability to build a bridge or a boat over the Red Sea but it is going to be the hand of the Lord that's going to liberate you and it's important uh, that you and I get this revelation early on in our Christian walk because we're going to come through many moments uh, and many times of life uh, where we're going to lean on our own strength we're going to lean on our own understanding we're going to lean on our own power uh, and we've got to sometimes be reminded uh, that it's going to be by the hand uh, of the Lord I'm already preaching to some folks uh, you came to this house uh, and you don't know what's going to go on or what's going to happen I want to remind you where your strength comes from Uh, I want to remind you where your help comes from Uh, it comes from the Lord uh, the maker of heaven and earth somebody shout and give God glory God does this because he wants his people to know early on in their walk that their salvation is going to come from him. But he also does this out of strategy because he just brought these people out of slavery and out of bondage of Egypt, and they are not warriors yet. They don't know how to wield a sword yet. It's not their time to fight. But you better believe it. Your time to fight shows up. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And there will come a day where the Philistines are now no longer an enemy that you and I can bypass and sidestep, but the Philistines become something that you and I must face head on. Hallelujah. There are some situations where God will deliver you in a moment's time. You might walk into church here today addicted to drugs. And before you leave the building, God can part the waters in your life and addiction flees. I'm just crazy enough to believe in the power of God that you can walk in addicted and you can walk out delivered. I'm just crazy enough to believe in the power of God that you can walk in with no way and no hope in sight. The doctors can't help you. Amen. The psychologists can't help you. But one trip to this altar, you lift your hands, and I believe God can deliver you. Oh, somebody ought to worship him for a moment. Come on, there's people today that everybody told you it's impossible, but I have enough faith for you that God can do it. God has the ability to do it right then and there. But there comes a moment where he teaches his people to war. Hallelujah. Everybody say spiritual maturity. Everybody say growing up in God. There comes a moment, amen, where God looks, amen, at your adversaries and says, I parted waters for you because you did not have the strength to fight. Amen. I've done all these great things for you, but you mark it down. Amen. You just get a little ways into your Bible, and you'll start finding that enemies start appearing. Amen. And they're not even big enemies. They're just little ones. I'll tell you why. Because God's giving some people, amen, an opportunity to learn spiritual Warfare. And one by one, the adversaries show up. Uh, and these people that didn't know warfare, uh, that didn't know how to fight, uh, God starts giving them skills they did not have. Uh, he starts giving them talents and abilities they did not have. Uh, amen. Can I preach to somebody, uh, amen, that maybe you showed up, you didn't have any talent, you didn't have any ability, you didn't have any any opportunity, if I could put it that way. Uh, amen. But as adversaries come into your life, uh, God uses that as an opportunity, uh, amen, to develop you and I. uh, God uses that as an opportunity uh, for spiritual maturity. God will fight your battles, but God will not fight all your battles because there comes a time where you and I have got to learn to pick up the sword for ourselves. There comes a season where we've got to learn to pray and hit our knees. There comes a day where we've got to learn, I'm going to get in the altar and I'm going to pray and I'm going to worship because I need victory. There comes a time where you got to learn to stand your ground and plant your feet in the middle of that ground and say, devil, not today. You got to look at your situation and say, not today. I'm going to come through victorious. I'm preaching to somebody and it's going to be a mighty victory from the Lord, but it's going to come because I stood my ground and I planted my feet and I fought where I should have ran and I kept on where I should have quit and I pressed on when I should have been tired somebody needs to learn it here today god's given you an opportunity oh somebody worship him in this house come on let's pray somebody ought to worship him where you are right now is an opportunity it might be opposition but opposition is your opportunity to grow And you watch, all of a sudden Israel's got an army. All of a sudden Israel's got a king. All of a sudden Israel's got amen, weaponry. And they, they, they've got people that are wearing armor and they're trained. Amen. And, and it's interesting that a Philistine showed up. Creeps in on their territory. And sneaks in. Because that is a, a tactic of the enemy. He'll start creeping into your life. Hey come on somebody. And he sees how close he can get and get away with it. Hey, I'm preaching to some folks already. He wants to know how close can I get to your family and you not say a word. I'm just trusting in God, brother. You go ahead and trust in God. Amen. I want to tell some folks, there's got to come a level of spiritual maturity that says, I trust in God, but my actions have also got to trust in God. Can I preach it the way the Bible says it? In the book of Genesis, the enemy, the adversary, the devil, shows up in a garden that was supposed to be kept by a man by the name of Adam. Amen. But the Bible says he was a beast of the field. I got a question. How did a beast of the field creep into a garden that was not his? Everybody wants to blame Eve and say we're in this mess because of Eve. But let me talk to the men for a moment. Amen. At what point do you step on that old serpent and say this is my garden. This is my house. This is my church. This is my city. Uh, Can I preach to somebody? This is my family. This is my marriage. This is my finance. This is my health. This is going to be war. You watch that old serpent, the devil comes uh, and he finds himself wrapped around a tree in the middle of the garden. I got a question. Uh, how did a beast of the field not only get in the garden, uh, but find his way into the center of the garden? Because Somebody wouldn't watch in the field and observing. well, I'll let God take care of it. But you mark it down. You read your Bible. The Bible says God put Adam in the midst. Mm-hmm. How'd the devil get in the middle? because adam abdicated the middle adam no longer stood his ground in the middle amen but i came to preach to some folks amen there's got to come a moment that even if the devil makes his way amen and, and starts affecting the core of your life where you can come back and say hold on buddy this place was not yours i was i was farmed in the middle of this i Amen, there's some folks that abdicated their throne, amen, where God put them, and they abdicate their responsibility of where they should be, and because they aren't where they should be, the adversary finds a door, a window, a crack, a crevice, something that he can get in, but somewhere along the lines, we've got to fix the mess that Adam started, and we got to get our way back to the middle of the garden, and say, devil, paradise doesn't mean you. Paradise doesn't mean uh, your actions. Uh, Paradise doesn't mean you hang out here. Uh, I'm going to kick you out uh, because God gave me the authority. Somebody give him a hand clap of praise and a shout of victory. Somebody ought to shout for a few moments. Devil, you gotta get out of the middle because I'm, I'm a child of God and that's where God placed me and I've got a responsibility to keep it clean. I've got a responsibility to keep it, amen, delivered. I've got a responsibility to my family. I've got a responsibility to my church. I've got a responsibility and I've gotta stand my ground. Oh, oh I feel the Holy Ghost. Somebody lift up your hands and pray in this house. Come on, the devil's seeing how close he can get before you'll say something. How close can he get? How how many things can he take away? Uh, Amen, before before you'll, 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 you'll say something. and Stop him. Amen. Adam, you can trust in God all you want, but God gave you a job to dress the garden and to keep it. In a garden at the time, there was no weeds. He didn't have anything to do. For our gardeners in the house. There's always some stuff springing up. Hallelujah. He didn't have to deal with that. He had one job. To make sure nothing from the field got in the garden. But he didn't stand his ground. And you watch it through the scriptures, amen, you'll find uh, that even when you come to the New Testament, uh, amen, you'll find that Jesus tells a parable that the word of God comes forth, uh, amen, and that word is spread, uh, amen, into the lives and the hearts of people. And the Bible says that a fowl of the air which is a type of the devil. He said the fowls which are, amen, the devil comes in and he swoops into that field and he starts plucking up seeds from that field. Amen, I got a question here today. At what point are you going to shoo the devil away out of your life and say that seed was to be planted in my life and it was to produce and I will not take one more moment and I will not take one more law amen i'm not going to take another loss but you go all the way through and you'll find the devil is represented amen in in the new testament as a roaring lion walking about seeking whom he may devour and we often like to talk about it in these terms he's walking about the church looking for an individual And that's true. Amen. But I will tell you what else he does. He walks about your life and he looks for anything that he can scavenge on. Anything that's not being watched. Anything that's not being guarded. Any ground that's not being stood on. Any ground that's not being defended. And he creeps in and he gets a little here. He creeps a little further, gets a little more there. And at what point are we going to just stand our ground and say, devil, not one more. And the Philistines did this. Now they show up and there's a giant by the the name of Goliath. uh, And he shows up. uh, Amen. And defiance uh, and gets all the way in the border uh, of Israel and comes all the way down uh, to the valley of Elah. And there he is. He's even telling them, uh, I'm going to keep progressing and going forward. Uh, And nobody wants to stand their ground. Everybody's ready to run away. Uh, But there was a little boy uh, by the name of David uh, who says, uh, I've got the the right uh, to stand my ground uh, against uh, this adversary. And the king said, at what point did you gain that authority? He said, well, when I was a shepherd and I was in my field, there was a lion and a bear, and it showed up and it started taking one of my little lambs. But I wasn't going to lose one lamb today because one lamb today becomes two lambs tomorrow. Two lambs tomorrow becomes four lambs next week. Amen. He said, I've got the right to face this giant because i I know what it is to stand my ground. I know what it is to fight for what's worth fighting for. I know what it is to tell the devil you can't come any closer. I know what it is. I'm preaching to somebody right now. The reason that God is sent a preacher to you is he's saying, I'm going to give you authority. But right where you are, you got to plant yourself. Right where you are, you got to defy the enemy. Right where you are. Oh, somebody ought to give him praise. Somebody ought to worship him for a moment. I came to preach to you. There's people that will declare, I will stand my ground there. Wherever the ambiguous there is. I will stand my ground then. Whenever the ambiguous then is. But God doesn't look for people then and there that have not done it here and now. Can I preach again? God doesn't use people then and there that did not fight in the here and now. He doesn't look for people Amen, to deliver a nation that couldn't deliver a lamb. He doesn't look for, oh, come on, I came to preach you. But that's good news for those of us that in the here and now, I say, and devil, we won't lose one lamb. Devil, we won't let go of one thing. Because if you can defend it now, God will use you then. If you can defend it here, he'll let you defend it there. If you can stand your ground right where you are, in the midst of the hell you're facing, the old devil in hell can face you then. Somebody ought to shout. Somebody ought to give him praise for a moment. Oh, somebody ought to worship him. And this enemy, when David stands his ground, what happens? The Lord brings about a great victory. See, some people are afraid to stand their ground because of what will happen to them. And how is it we're always pessimists? We are eternal pessimists when it comes to our ground. Let me just preach for a moment. When it's your ground, I got faith. It's going to be all right, brother. You're going to make it. But I start talking about my ground. Oh, I don't know, man. I don't know if I can make it another moment. I don't know if I can make it another week. I don't think. I just don't know how it's going to happen. And all of a sudden, I, I start figuring out all the ways I'm going to lose. And I've calculated out all the ways I'm not going to make it. Can I preach to somebody that if you ever get the revelation I'm preaching today, that if you will forget what will happen to you in the negative, you might just what, see what could happen to you in the positive. If you could ever let go of the negativity of what could happen in the negative and start saying, but what could happen if I just trusted God? What could happen if I just had a little more faith? What could happen if I just said, all right, God, go ahead and try. I'll tell you what would happen when you stand your ground against what looks so big to you. Every enemy ran, and all of a sudden you encourage everybody else around you that if you did it, they can do it, that if you made it, they can make it. Somebody ought to lift up your hands and magnify them. I'm preaching to some shammas here today. I'm preaching to some shammas here today that if you'd ever stand your ground, God would work through you. That if you would ever stand your ground, God would bring about victory for you and for everybody around you. Come on somebody pray for a moment. Come on, I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. Come on, it's time to fight for it, not run for it. It's time to fight for it, not hide from it. It's time to fight for it, not, not try to get out of it. It's time to fight for it and stand your ground. The Bible says that Philistines did it again. Showed up. You watch it. It keeps happening. Repeat. I wish the devil stopped being a repeat customer in some folks' lives. Well, stop giving out free samples. Hey, hallelujah! Hey, it's time. If you got if you got raccoons, lock up the trash can. Hey, some folks don't live, live in the real world; they live in la la land. No, listen. If you got a problem, it's time to lock up the. It's, lo- it's time to lock up whatever uh, amen is open uh, and free. Hallelujah. If you want to get the devil off off your yard, stop putting food out there for him. You want to get rid of the squirrels, stop putting out food for him. Stop giving away free samples and the devil stop showing up because he realizes that I'm going to have to work for it. I'm going to have to fight for it. And just in case you're wondering, that old slimy serpent, the devil, is nothing more than a scavenger. He's nothing more than a vulture trying to pick the bones off of people that have died a long time ago. But if you ever stand your ground and say, bring it on, there's going to be something shift. You see, you see, when you talk about this, amen, they've done studies that if a victim ever fights back or looks like they could, they are less likely to be attacked. Hey, hallelujah. There's something about a man. Listen, this is why you go to areas not to get political. But you, put a, you strap a gun on your hip, I'm not robbing you. This is why beware dog signs sell. Because I'm not breaking into your backyard. You might have a chihuahua, but I don't know that. Because prevention, can I preach? Prevention's the best medicine. Being proactive is the best defense, not reactive. Well, I'll wait until all hell breaks loose. No, I'm going to make sure hell never breaks loose because I broke heaven loose on my family. I broke heaven loose on my church. I brought Devil, you can try if you want, but you got to beware of God because he's going to show up. The Holy Ghost inhabits this home. The Holy Ghost inhabits this mind. And if you show up, I want you to know there's somebody that'll answer the door that's stronger than me. There's somebody that'll show up that's bigger than I am. You better stay where you are. Somebody ought to clap your hands and shout. Let's stand across the building. Somebody clap your hands and give God a shout of praise. Prevention is the best medicine. I know people that won't pray until they go through hell. But they never really have figured out the lesson. Hell might show up, but it doesn't hang out very long when heaven's there. Jesus showed up to church, and so did the devil. But the devil saw Jesus show up and was like, I'm out. The devil hung out with a man. Possessed him with a legion of devils. When Jesus showed up, he was like, yo, bye. I'll hang out with these pigs over here. What would happen if people just, instead of being reactionary, started being proactive and said, we're going to have a prayer meeting, not because uh, we're going through hell, uh, but we're going to have a prayer meeting so we can bring heaven down. We're going to go on a fast, not because everything's falling apart, but we're going to go on a fast uh, just to put the devil on notice. Uh, I'm standing my ground. they sneak in again and there's there's a, a bean patch hey amen i love beans get me some frijoles con queso dios hallelujah but i don't know if i've ever fought over them <laughs> see some people don't think they've got much so they don't fight over it hey come on somebody i'm preaching real good you don't view what you possess as being worth anything, so therefore you don't put much stake and value in it. Why defend it? Come on, somebody. Why defend it? It's not worth much. Uh, but you you missed the point. Uh, the adversary will keep on tracking and keep trespassing into your family and into your life and into your marriage and into your children and into everything you got going on until somewhere along the lines uh, you just say no. And the Bible says everybody fled. That lets me know something about the psychology of man. That is the initial response. (laughs) And, hey, if you run, you are no different than 99.9% of everybody else. Right? You fit in with everybody else. Because that's what everybody else would do. That's why we have something called statistics. Hey, hallelujah. The statistics that say you're not supposed to make it. Well, if you fall in line with everybody else or do what everybody else did, you're going to get what everybody else got. But if you could ever get a mindset shift that says everybody else ran and look at everything they've lost, what would happen if I just said not today? Somebody ought to shout and give him praise. I came to preach. I'm just about done, but I'm ministering to somebody. There is a problem with passivity. Being passive. It is too easy in this generation to let everything and everybody else do the work for us. You let other people cook your meal. You let other people mow your lawn. Nothing wrong with it. all those things once in a while. But we get into the mindset of if somebody else doesn't do it, it's not going to get done. But what would happen if we said, no, I'm not going to be passive anymore? We're living in a culture that will not even think for itself. They will let social media influencers amen. influence them straight into hell we'll let people amen, that have got their eyes glued on to some reality show make them think that their life is not working they should try something different there's people that they'll watch other people amen whether it be through social media through television or through movies and they will let others decide their values Well, everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing that. Well, look at this person. They went and they got it done, and and there's nothing wrong with it. But you're letting everybody else do it for you, think for you, motivate for you. Passivity is killing our generation. Passivity is killing our churches. Passivity is killing our marriages. Passivity is killing our young people. Passivity is killing. One by one, they're all running away. Because being passive is historic. Throughout history, governments and dictators have flourished Because of the passivity of the people. America better wake up. You know me. I could care less about politics. I don't even like voting, but I do it. I don't like politics in church or out of church. I hate them. So if you want to talk about something, that's not not for me. But America better wake up. Because you give them enough free bread. When they could have had a field. Yeah. Because that's what the devil wants to do in your life. He'll give you a lentil. He'll give you a bean. But you could have had a field. He'll give you a girlfriend, but you could have had a wife. He'll give you a job, but you could have had a calling and career. Come on, somebody. Amen. I'm telling you, the devil is working, and he wants to give you just a slice and just a piece. Amen. It was a famous saying is this. The only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good men and women to do nothing. Let me say that again. The only way for evil to easily triumph is for good men and women to do nothing. Because when passivity invades the people or the society or the nation, the problems are sure to follow. Church, it's time to wake up. Visit a friend. It's time to wake up. The world is just feeding you enough free bread where you are falling asleep and becoming passive. Uh, Even I want to tell you, you will not make it to heaven being passive. You're going to have to fight for it. You will not get to heaven being passive. The only place you're going to get to being passive is a lake of fire because everybody goes there unless they choose not to, unless they enact their will and say, I will not go to hell. On an individual basis, psychology teaches us this, that passivity can lead to depression. I'm preaching to somebody right now. It can lead to depression. It can lead to anxiety. It can lead to addiction. It leads to outright frustration. Passivity leads to an amount of self-doubt and a sense of emptiness. I'm not even preaching on the Bible. I'm just telling you what they've learned. Some people think that if I just do nothing, everything's going to get better. And it gets worse And worse and worse, and now they're stressed out because they don't know what to do. But God sent a preacher to help you today. Here's your answer. Here's your answer. I'm tired of being depressed. I'm tired of being stressed out. I'm tired, of, I'm tired of all these anxious thoughts going through my mind. I'm tired of feeling like everything's falling apart. I came to bring you your answer. When everybody else runs away, you got to just make it up in your mind. You might have lost some ground last week, and you might have lost some ground last year, and you might have lost some ground on your last marriage. But I want to help you here today. Right where you are, stand your ground. Devil, I'm going to fight for what I've got now. I may not be able to fight for what I lost, but I can fight for what i got right now. And if I can fight for what i got right now, that means you won't get it tomorrow. If I can stand on my ground and say I will fight, and I will do my best. Let's pray all across the building. Lift up our hands. Come on, God sent this pastor into the house of God to deal with the spirit of passivity. Let's let letting let everything go by. And you're just hoping things change. But if you do nothing, you get nothing. If you do nothing, nothing changes. But God sent a preacher into this house to help you. Even if you want to change in your life, you're going to have to make it up in your mind that I will draw my line in the sand and I will stand my ground. Somebody pray right now. Come on, somebody pray in the Holy Ghost. The devil's been running amok in your life. Amen. The adversary's been running amuck in your mind and in your heart. But I want to encourage you right now. If you stand your ground, you will not stand alone. When Shammah stood his ground, the Lord stood with him. When Shammah stood his ground, God started working on his behalf. When you make it up in your mind, devil, no more. You might have had yesterday, but you can't have today. And you sure can't have tomorrow. I want to open up this altar. Would you Come. Right now, I want want to use this as an opportunity for somebody that maybe you just let the devil in, amen, or maybe you've let life just play its course. But today, you've made it up in your mind. Not one more, not one more moment, not one more day. Devil, you can't have one more thought. You can't have one more moment in my mind. Come on right now, in the name of Jesus. Stand your ground, stand your ground, stand your ground. Well, nobody else is standing. Stand your ground. Uh, Well, everybody ran away. Stand your ground. Uh, Well, I feel all alone. Stand your ground. Uh, Well, I don't know what's going to happen. Stand your ground Uh, and see what the Lord will do. Come on, let's pray. Lift up your hands right now. The Holy Ghost is moving across this building. If you are visiting with us today, I want you to come down to the front and lift your hands. Maybe you have been fighting and you feel like you're all by yourself. If you lift your hands, God will fill you with his spirit and you will no longer stand alone. You will stand upon the word of God. You will stand upon the authority of his name. You will stand being full of the Holy Ghost. Come on, devil. You can't win. Come on, somebody pray right now. Devil, you can't have any more. Devil, you might have had yesterday, but not today. I'm standing my ground. I'm standing my ground. I'm going to stand even if I fall where I stand. Even if I stumble where I stand. I will not give in and I will not give up because God's going to bring a victory. somebody pray passivity's leaving when you pray you you're standing your ground all things. you can do all things but fail so you never lost a battle no you never lost a battle i know a battle, no, you never lost a battle, and I know